serving up the strategies you need to build, market and monetize a profitable, future-proof business around your expertise. This is the Youpreneur Podcast. And here's your host, international business mentor and best-selling author, Chris Ducker. Yes, hello and welcome to episode number five hundred of the Youpreneur podcast. It is absolutely fantastic to be inserted into your day. Uh, no matter what you're doing, whether you're working out, maybe you're down the gym, walking the dog, maybe you're driving, whatever it is, you brought me into your life today and I very much appreciate it. And hey, episode 500, we just hit 9 million downloads a couple of months ago. Here we are with 500 episodes and uh, we couldn't be any more proud and more ecstatic for all of the celebratory fun and games that we're having uh, here as we wrap up the end of 2023. Um, For this episode, I thought a little bit about what I wanted to do. Was it going to be a solo show, kind of like a recap episode of how the year has gone or how the show has kind of, um, you know, morphed and changed over the years and things like that. But actually, if you tuned in last week, uh, episode 499, I would have given you that very recap and told you a little bit more about our plans uh, for Youpreneur going into 2024 as well. So if you haven't checked that out, please make sure you kind of rewind, so to speak, and go uh, listen to that after this one. Um, but then I sat down, I thought, you know what, if, if I'm going to have a chat with anybody there's only really one person I want to talk to when it comes to a milestone episode like this. And so I've decided to bring back onto the show uh, one of my best buddies on the planet, Pat Flynn, uh, from the Smart Passive Income fame. Uh, and this conversation, it's a very free-flowing chat. You know, I can genuinely say, uh, I mean, Pat and I have known each other for a long, long time now. There isn't much that we don't know about each other at this point in our relationship. Um, our families are very friendly, uh, although we don't get to see each other as much as we obviously would both like. Um, we're still very, very close friends, and we talk very, very regularly, if not daily sometimes, um, in one way, shape or form. And so to have him back on to talk about what he's doing over at SPI, the the different kind of seasons that he's gone through as a business owner, um, his newfound fame as a Pokemon YouTube star. Yes, it's as, uh, it's as wild as it sounds, trust me. Um, and uh, everything he's got sort of planned and what we feel about in regards to, you know, topics such as team building, um, marketing, AI, uh, and a host of other bits and pieces as well. So here we go. Episode 500, Pat Flynn. Enjoy. Youpreneur FM, helping you build the business of you. So Pat Flynn, welcome back to the show, brother. Hey, thank you, Chris. Oh, thanks, everybody. I appreciate that. That's no, that's just he's, my sound. He's literally just pressed the button for a round of applause. <laughs> it, uh, it's just us. It's just us. It is just us. Um, dude, I can't, I can't, I mean, I'm at 500 episodes here. You, you did this with man. SPI a while ago, right? But I mean, like, yeah, I mean, we're approaching 800, uh, yeah. but f- you know, those milestone episodes are important. I mean, it marks uh, a spot on the journey and it reminds you of where you came from and, and we've come a long way to get here for sure. Not just with the podcast, but our friendship, our businesses. It's it's been amazing to be on this journey with you. It's man. been pretty awesome. And I, you know, when I started um kind of loosely planning, as you know, I'm I kind of shoot from the hip anyway on this stuff. I don't plan too heavily for my shows, but when I 
sat down. I thought, well, what am I going to do for episode 500? It is a milestone one. What do I do? Am I going to kind of just rock the mic solo, talking about things, giving people a bit of a an update? And I actually did that yeah. in episode 499. Um, so if you're tuning in, you haven't listened to that, make sure you go ahead and do that. But then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to invite Pound. It's been on the show so many times. It's been a good while since you've been on. Has Another been on excuse to just catch up with my one of my best friends on the planet. Why not? Let's just kind of wrap it all up and put a bow around it and enjoy talking about life, business, and all that good stuff. You you mentioned, let's kick it off here. You mentioned kind of like, we've come a long way, man. I mean, like, I don't know whether you remember the first time we ever met. I do. Um, we locked when, eyes from across the room and just, I knew from that point forward that we were going to be best buddies. Yeah. It was well, at that restaurant, they, right? There was a thing. Well, it, uh, it was in, it was in Vegas. I mean, the in first Vegas. time we ever met in, in person was in Vegas. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You were eating adobo at a restaurant. I was eating an adobo taco, I think. See, I remember. Yeah. You always remember. Yeah, man. And I mean, for the first, I would say, I mean, we're talking to, I think that meeting was in 2010, but we'd known each other online, I'd say for about a year or so. I think Keone had just been born. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he was still a little baba, but like he, he had just been born and we kind of had connected because of the Filipino connection. I think yeah, Filipino wives, Filipino yep. wives, you know, young son. Yeah. And and obviously Charlie as well is just a year yep. older than 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 Keone. Um and so, you know, we had that in common. And then we found out that your mom was originally from Cebu. I was living in Cebu. And then I sent you guys Cebu t-shirts, right? Mm -hmm. For the family. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of it. And then we saw each other in Vegas for the first time. And then for about, I'd say about five or six years or so. There was this thing where everybody was calling it a little bit of a bromance. Do you remember that? I do. And, you know, we did events together, One Day Business yep. Breakthrough, which was cool to see you sort of bring back in the UK. I was really yeah. happy you did that, actually. Yeah. Um, heard some great things about it. But we'd done some events together. We obviously had been on each other's podcasts and um, filmed some videos. And then it... You know, our family started to get to know each other and, you know, I visited you guys in, in London um, and, and you guys uh, let us stay at your place, which is amazing. But there's just very rarely do you find somebody who you can connect with on both the business level, who can talk shop with you, who can ideate with you, who can give you ideas, who can be honest with you, just like you would uh, find in a mastermind group, but also have that family connection and have the friendship connection too. So that's, I, I've been very blessed to live a life where, you know, a, a quarter of, uh, of it or a little bit more involves uh, somebody like you. So, you know, thank you for, for being you and, and for helping me in my business directly. I know I've helped you as well. And, and yeah. here we are approaching yeah. 2024 now. It's bonkers. It's crazy how quickly this year has flown by actually. And you've gone through like, um, you've gone through a, a, a couple, I feel like you've kind of gone through a couple of eras of your career over the last four or five years or so. Cause I remember when was it? I, I can't remember the exact year, but you had taken me to that bar, which was like a whiskey bar. Um, San Diego. What was the name of the place now? Don't tell me. Oh, uh, raised by wolves. Is that yeah. it? Raised by wolves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we went there and we were sitting there and you were on the verge of like fundamentally buying your team. Like you had been working with Matt 
And yeah, yeah. It, it was all his team, but like you're in the process of like going into full blown partnership with him. And, and you had all these team members, which were about to become like, you know, your team. Employees, right. 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 And you yeah, were like, scary. what do I do? <laughs> Do you remember that, that conversation? Yeah, I, remember I do that. because you know you have experience with that. You have, I mean, over a hundred employees just across your hundreds and businesses. hundreds and hundreds at that point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and these would have been my first on paper employees. I'd been working with Matt and his team at Winning Edits as an agency. You know, I was paying him, you know, as an agent, uh, you know, to help me with everything from podcast editing to to all the things. And when you look at the numbers, it just made sense to do this to essentially. Yeah, uh, acquire and buy and not just for the IP, not even for that at all. It's just for the team and for Matt and to have more um, dedication to just like one more client, focus. me, not yeah. just, you know, me as a client, but me as as this is our company. It's been great because over the time, you know, I've I've uh, let Matt come in and really shape things to really a business mind that I just don't have. Right. We've been able to to craft it in a way. And he's now come in as CEO of the company. I've stepped down as CEO because he's really doing more operational type stuff. And he's been so good at finding the right people to make the team even stronger. And and that's been so necessary for where we've got in the business, because at that time it was mainly driven by affiliate sales and course sales. Now our product is community mm. and we have SPI Pro, we have the all access pass and we still have the same courses, but they're inside of a community now that you get access to. And the membership model is just working so well for us, but it requires team. It requires a lot more operational efforts that I just couldn't do on my own. So I'm glad we yeah. went down that route, but you definitely helped advise during that that time for me, for sure. It's on because there's a big difference, isn't there? Right. And, and I think a lot of, a lot of the folks listening in to this episode are going to hear us talking about it kind of after the fact, you know, you've got a good sized team. I've had good sized teams. It, but a lot of people might just be in the, in the position where they've just got one VA that's working for them. They know that to scale, to go further, faster than they need to be able to bring on more people at some point. But there's a big difference between having one or two VAs on your side or working with an agency where you're not responsible for those people at all. Now, all of a sudden, they're your, you know, they're, they're, you're the boss like you're you're yeah. you're the the guy is actually paying them directly every single month that's a whole different ball game isn't it Com completely different ball game and there's a lot of great things that come out of that i mean obviously there's scary things a lot of you might be thinking or have those same scary feelings but there's also great things i mean two great things number one it's like i now know that the work that we do in the company supports their families directly you know that's motivation for me i want to make sure we keep that the case and so we're working hard and we're building things and you know that in mind it's like okay i'm taking care of of you but they're also as a result taking care of the business and doing their work because they want that to be the case as well and more than that what's really amazing is they've stepped up to the plate right it's like they're a part of the company now every single employee's had a say in things and has had mm -hmm. now responsibilities that matter across the entire board and it's really cool to see them take their own agency and things, right? And and that's something that Matt has been brilliant with, which is like, okay, we're going to hire these people, they're skilled, but we're going to also train them to think on their own. And the directors of the, the various parts of the of the company, like uh, Jillian, who's director of community at our uh, company, like 
she's made so many decisions that have completely changed the landscape of our company. And that wouldn't have happened if we just came in thinking that we knew everything. Yeah, exactly. She has brought so much to the table and and that's why she's director because she's directing, right? And uh, giving her responsibility has made her um, and, and everybody on the team have more just skin in the game for what it is that we're doing. And, and therefore, it's not just work. It's like we're making decisions that affect all of us and our audience. Yeah. And it's been really great to see that happen. Um, you know, we've had to let a few people go in the past as well. You know, you, 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 we weren't batting a but thousand. That's part but, of the parcel. I mean, like you're, if you have a team, uh, if you have any number of employees, you're going to, ha- unfortunately, have to let people go. Yeah, and that's hard. That's hard too. Yeah, it's not easy, but it's required. And that's, I think, and your issue is that you're a really, really nice guy. Like, first and foremost, you're one of the nicest people that anybody could meet, period. But also, if you think about the online business world very specifically, you're right up there, dude, right? Like, I've always said that. You're right up there. Um, Not everybody's as brash and, and matter of fact as I am, right? But like. I think it's harder for somebody in your position where you are, where you do have that reputation of being a bit of a nice guy, you know, super family focused and all that kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden, holy crap, I got to fire someone today. Like, how does that yeah. work? Like, I mean, I, I let gonna, somebody how, else how, do how it. I, I don't do it. I can't. Yeah. I couldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you just, you, you delegate the firing, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, do what you do best. Delegate the rest. I've heard that Who somewhere said before. That? I don't know some some random dude in the internet named Ducker, random bald British bloke. Yeah, um, but then to talk about eras, that's kind of a big one. That's massive for any business owner. It's going from like one or two people helping you out on a few things to getting a team and building it. But yeah. then you come here in 2019 to hang out for the summer. We go out with the kids one day and clean out what was it four different stores i think in town of yeah. the pokemon cards and yeah. we what did we come back with like 60 something packs or something of these cards and yeah i mean those were fun times for sure we were just ripping them open in your living room and like yelling when we got a hit and a shiny card was in the back and we're like we got something what is, let me throw well, this and i don't know who was more excited about the entire situation whether it was you and me or whether it was our children but we all had a pretty good time yeah it was great and that's for me that's where it ended right that's for me that's where that ended it was like it's a memory yeah it was great you went home however and like three months later, four months later, decided to start a YouTube channel called Deep Pocket Monster, which has now grown into probably, I, I mean, I would say, although the numbers won't reflect, but because you haven't been around as long as some of the other big Pokemon YouTubers, I would say easily the most talked about, most influential Pokemon channel on YouTube, period, right? It's been crazy, yeah. And you've got, what is it, like 750,000 subs or something? Or you yeah, seven, 750,000 subs in less than three years. Uh, 200 million views. Uh, it, it, it's, it trumps anything that I've ever done before as far as reach, for sure. Yeah. Uh, we held an event in June uh, in Anaheim, California. 2,500 paying ticket member, uh, paying ticket attendees came to hang out and nerd out on Pokemon. So you realize, in our game... In in our business game, selling five hundred tickets 
is like amazing, right? But 2,500 is insane. And they yeah, weren't we're shooting cheap. for 5,000. Like, yeah, they weren't like 50, 50 bucks a ticket or anything. Like they were, they, they were a few hundred bucks each, right? Yeah, for a two and a half day experience. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And we're shooting for 5,000 people in, our, in Orlando for Card Party 2. Um, I've been invited. Uh, first of all, I have a relationship with Pokemon company now they send me stuff early but i remember when we were it. talking about this and you were like you were like one day bro one day pokemon are gonna send me stuff free just wait and now they do it's they ridiculous do. and they yeah. invited me out to japan they 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 helped me get to japan for worlds this past year and i got to experience what a world event was like in the world of pokemon which was huge did you go to the pokemon hq you didn't right you would have told i didn't me. go to the I, I didn't go to hq no but um you know, I'm in contact with them now, which is which is wild. And that was something that I said when I started this thing and I wanted to just bring some fun stories to the space and use what I know about YouTube and all the mistakes I made on my yeah. other channel uh, and what I know works in business and entrepreneurship and community building, take everything that I wrote about in my book, Superfans, and apply it in this new space where nobody knows anything about me. Mm. Can I actually do it? And I did it and it's huge. And now right. these other Pokemon YouTubers are coming to me for help and yeah. asking us questions. And, yeah. you know, we're holding workshops to help the community. And it's just been, it's just been incredible. And I'm just doing the same thing that I've done always, which is serve first. How do I bring value to this space? Because I know if I do that, value is going to come back. And it has. And not only in numbers in terms of subscribers and reputation, but I mean, the ad revenue on the channel is making anywhere between thirty and $40,000 a month on this channel which and that's and that's only that's just the ads yeah right like, like number one that is just ad revenue but that's only as time goes by and more and more content gets published that is likely to go up obviously for obvious reasons it's recurring it's reliable you know it's there how is how how does that like not that I expect you to know kind of like everybody's revenue in the industry or whatever, but like when you look at the other Pokemon YouTubers who have been monetized um, and do have decent channels, et cetera, et cetera, where are you percentage? What is that like? Top 1%, top 2%, 5%, I would say 10%? Top for sure. I mean, there's other channels that have much more reach than I do because they're coming out with a lot more content, even right. on a daily. Some of them, there's like, there's like a JLD version of a Pokemon YouTuber who's right. doing it, and he's doing it really well. He's like a machine, just like Johnny Dumas, yeah. Um, who recently had his kid, by the way. Yeah, and Kate, congratulations to to yeah. you both. Um, and you know the Pokemon space, the CPMs or the, the revenue, the RPMs, the revenue per thousand views is much less than entrepreneurial space for sure. I mean, the RPMs on my Pat Flynn channel are anywhere between twenty and and forty dollars on a video, but on the Pokemon space, it might be five. Why is that? It's just the it's just the ecosystem of ads that are displayed on those videos. It's a much more general audience, right? It's it's a lot of younger people and older people, but also it's just less targeted. Yeah, versus, yeah it's not so specific. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so advertisers are spending more money to get in front of entrepreneurs than they are, you know, a regular person like you know a commercial on television. So, um, the reach, however, is is wild because there are way more people who follow Pokemon and are and who are interested in it. It's cross generational. It's been around for several. It's it's number one media franchise in the world. Pokemon is more than Lucas Arts, more than um, Disney, more than any of that stuff. Insane. It's crazy. 
Yeah. Um, so the, the reach is wide. This is why some of our videos have over 10 million views. And these are long form videos, not shorts. And one video, for example, that I filmed less than a year ago has 10 million views. And it's that video alone has generated over $50,000 in ad revenue. But I mean, that's 10 million views. It's so wide reaching, right? Yeah. And when you think about it, it's, it's, it's also wild. The number of impressions that my videos have had, I've had 1.6 billion impressions. <laughs> my face with an open mouth and holding a Pokemon card has been served to 1.6 <laughs> billion different people, or at least people that many times, which is wild to think about, which is why I'm getting recognized a lot now in public or especially when I go to like conventions and stuff, but even on the street, even at Home Depot. And it's not just kids, it's adults too who watch. No, for real, like people are like genuinely stopping you at Home Depot? Yeah, they're like, Pat Flynn, yo, me and my, me and my son watch your Pokemon channel. Thanks for what you do. Like it's just... So, okay, let's rewind uh, probably... 2013, 2023, 20, let, yeah, let's rewind like 10 years. So okay. 10 years ago, um, and, and right up to, I can't remember the first, the last time you did it, you'll probably remember though, you used to publish every month your income report at yep. Smart Passive Income. Um, yeah. When did you stop doing that? I think it was 2017 or 2018. Yeah. And the, re the reason I stopped was the numbers were just becoming abnormally large. So right. much so that they were just like pushing people away. Like, oh, Pat's not relatable anymore. It's yeah. like, that's out yeah. of my reach. So that's yeah. why I stopped. And and what I but I loved why you did it in the first place, and that was to show people the journey, show people what you were doing, whether it was working, whether it was not working as well right, as you wanted right. it to, what was completely failing, you know, how was the investment of this time and energy and money spent, you know, was the ROI worth it, et cetera, et cetera. And I loved the way you did it. But then things did start getting a little mad and you were consistently doing a hundred, 120, 150 a month, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And when I said it was thousands, 150,000 a month, not 150 bucks. Yeah. Right. And I remember very specifically having a discussion with you when we were together all those years ago and, and saying to you, are you not worried about putting all this out there from a number of different implications, tax and all this kind of stuff. But then also, as a family man, like protecting your family, are you not concerned about this? And I do remember what you said. You said, at the moment, I'm not. But the day I become worried about it or concerned about it in any way will be the day I stop doing it. I mean, that definitely played a role in my decision to yeah. stop, for sure. Absolutely. And, I, you know, I'm not worried at all from a tax point of view because I do everything by the book. You know, I have yeah. a good CPA who makes sure that you know, everything that's out there is truth and truthful and like, you know, that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, and, you know, at the time, too, the family was a lot younger and yep. the kids were a lot more vulnerable. Um, that's not to say they still aren't or that I don't worry about their safety. I do, which is why I don't talk about those kinds of things as much as I as I used to. For me, especially in the Pokemon space, yes, it is successful. Yes, it's doing very well. Yes, it is making money. But my big focus and what I want to share with the world is that I want to tell story. I want to make people happy. I want to entertain. Um, we're in a weird time in the world right now. I mean, 2024 is an election year. There's going to be a lot of like stuff going on. There's so much negativity. The negative stuff is what's popping up to the top of our feeds. And it's just making us all feel lonely and um, angry and everything. And so what I found very interesting in the Pokemon space, more so than in the business space, if people have shown up, have said that they've watched the videos and, and have reached out to thank me for 
offering some joy in their life. Just just as simple as that. Like, thank you for being a part of the day that I smile, or yeah. thank you for uh, you know making the tough making the, my tough days a little bit easier to 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 kind of take in. Um, and I've had some people tell me that the videos have truly helped them mentally. I mean, one person yeah. I talked about this at Social Media Marketing World. I got a letter from somebody. And I read it on stage at Social Media Marketing World. And this person had said that they were contemplating uh, and very close to committing suicide because of how hard life was. And it was the videos that I was publishing and the storytelling and the positivity that I was bringing into it that made him decide he didn't want to do that anymore. Mm. Um, and so... So if there was ever a reason to carry on creating content, it's for that. It, right. right there, if exactly. Else. Yeah. And that reminds me of the time when I was on stage at Upreneur Summit in 2017. Yeah, um, I told a story about Michal. This is after, well, yeah, but let be, I know where you're going to go with this story. And I just want to say, this was after the man tears. Do you remember the man tears right at the beginning of your speech when you were congratulating me on running a great event? And you're oh, like, I'm, yeah, so, yeah. I'm, so, I'm so proud of you, bro. And then you started yeah. crying because, you know, emotions. Oh, I was. I was proud of you. But then, um, what, and, but then you were like, there's too many man tears here. We need, we need to get on with this. This is not what we're <laughs> But then you told the story of, of the gentleman from Poland, right? Yeah, who found my SPI podcast uh, mm-hmm. back when that first started. He got encouraged by it, listened to it, um, especially in the time of his life that he was at, which was with two broken legs and unable to support his family. Yeah. But then using my podcast as motivation to run a marathon. Uh, and uh, in that email he sent me, it was a picture of him running the Warsaw 26.2 mile marathon with a sign saying, thank you, Pat Flynn, as he crossed the finish line. And he was in the audience there and he was able to gift me that That's banner. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that was a big moment. I have that banner uh, pretty close to me when, I, when I'm at my desk here. Um, but just shows you, it doesn't matter what space you're in. It could be business. It could be Pokemon. Doesn't really matter. There are people yep. who want to hear from you and listen, listen from you, and need your stories. Need you to uh, help them through something that maybe you've gone through before or are dealing with right now. And um, you know, I know we talk about numbers and subscribers, but really, when it comes down to it, these are human beings on the yep. other, other end of all those things. Yep. And I think a lot of us have forgotten that. So part of my role is to lead by example here and help bring that back to earth for everybody. And this is why super fans I feel is, is some of my best work because it really shows people not just the importance of that, but even how to do that, how to make people in this world where we all feel disconnected, feel more like they're a part of something, feel more like they belong to something. Cause that's all we crave. That's, that's a human innate desire that we have is to feel a sense of belonging. It's a survival thing even. Yeah. Um, so we, as, as, as content creators, as leaders, can step up to create those safe spaces for our community to come together. And whether it's just one person or a hundred thousand people, I mean, we have the ability to do that. All of us. Totally. Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, the consistency is the key above and beyond everything else as well, because a lot of people start podcasts and then they split after 10 episodes or whatever. A lot of people start YouTube channels and they get three videos in and they don't get, you know, the thousand views they want and then they quit and they could be 50 videos away from the first thousand subscribers or they don't know. You, you don't know if you stop early. It's the whole Gladwell tipping point thing and all the rest of it. But for me, the consistency that you have shown, I think that I have shown and the other folks that we hold dear to our heart in our kind of friend group, people like, you know, Michael Hyatt, Amy Porterfield, these guys, 
you know, there's a reason why good people know good people. And that's, mm -hmm. I think, because we understand that every time we hit publish, that there's an asset being created. And sometimes that asset will bring back, uh, you know, bring an ROI immediately. Sometimes you might wait years and years for it. Uh, but ultimately, yeah. you will get something back from it. Long game, man. It's long game. You know, and I think a lot yeah. of us start new things and we have what we call like the false start blues. And we're like, oh, we're not good enough or it's not working. I don't get the results. But um, the way to combat false start blues is just don't stop. Keep going. Yeah. You yeah. might still fail, but you're going to learn every time and you're eventually going to get to that point where things start working. I interviewed MKBHD, the most prolific tech reviewer on YouTube, um, you know, 15 million stuff subscribers. Is, yeah, his stuff is great. The way he crafts his videos and oh, he's fantastic, so good, yeah. He didn't start out that way. No. And when I interviewed him, he said, you know, his first 100 videos were for less than 100 subscribers that he had. And it took, you know, video 125 or whatever the number was for one to pop. Yeah, it was about something that got his name out there. And then he started to lean into what was working and do more of it. And here he is now. And I think he did a Cybertruck review video the other day. And just a couple of days later, it already has like 20 million views on it. So, I mean, he's banking off of that as well. Plus, it's really helpful. I mean, he's continued to serve. And I think longevity is a big part of this. You know, that's one thing that now at this uh, date, um, whenever people talk about my journey it's like you've been at this for a while i mean you and i both it's like yeah so you know there's we a lot of people got, who've come and gone got a few gray hairs yeah i got some in my beard you got some on your head dude what little amount of hair i've got left is actually <laughs> turning gray now it's ridiculous you know cassie said to me the other day daddy your eyebrows are gray i said no they're not they're brown she goes no there's definitely gray hairs in there well thank you for making me feel even older than I already actually am. Did you Thank pluck you them? So no, I didn't. No, no, they're still in there. Although I do <laughs> randomly get one really long eyebrow hair growing out of my left yeah, eye. What is that about? Regular. I get one do like literally in the middle of my fort, like a unicorn, just like one long hair that grows out. And even on my arm, I get like one. It's like, why are you, where did you come from? You weren't there yesterday. And it's now like you're a like five inches Remember long. that movie Team Wolf? Like a t you know, like yeah, when yeah. First yeah, Michael J. Fox. his first couple of hairs, like you know, Team Team Wolf hair, like in the yeah. middle of your head. I don't know how we got here already, but we're we're here now in the conversation. <laughs> this is this is high quality business info, guys, right here. <laughs> um, well, we've only got about another ten minutes or so, Max. Um, uh, yeah, are you are you good with time? Yeah, yeah, ten minutes is good. Okay, okay, good. So, um, so I want to talk very quickly. You showed me something before we, um. And this goes full circle beautifully, actually, because when when you and I first met, we were both blogging. That was our thing. We were bloggers. And then we both became podcasters. And then we both started doing YouTube. And then we both started speaking. And then we both wrote books. And then we both ran masterminds and so on and so on and so on, right? The one thing that I have not spent that much time looking at, other than just playing around with ChatGPT a little bit, has been the whole AI thing. You, though, mm -hmm. have just showed me something before hitting record on here, which, I mean, when I when Your I face saw, when I showed you. You were I, in silence with your jaw on the floor for like 20 seconds when I showed it to you. It 
this was ridiculous. So this is a, a, a service or an AI type service, 11 labs, and it ultimately is generative voice AI. Mm-hmm. And you type stuff in and it reads it back to you in your voice. I wasn't quite sure how good this was going to be. And then Pat demoed it before we got recording. And it sounds like Pat. And we typed in like a random love letter thing. And using what chat GPT basically created this paragraph of text for a love letter using words that you would never use. Right. And I didn't prompt it properly, but I mean, it just gave us a letter. But but yeah, but what I'm saying is like, it's, it's words that like, naturally would not flow from your mouth for one reason or another because it's just not the way you talk yet when you played it back it sounded just like you saying those words it's it's awesome and scary i mean where do you see ai going i mean with great power comes great responsibility you know you know it is scary there's i mean again i said it already the next year's an election year how are you going to know if these videos or anything that's said is a real anymore Right. Which is why I think and why I'm leaning into community and human to human connection, like real time human to human connection is going to be so important in our businesses. So where AI is going is just these tools are going to continue to come out. They're going to continue to blow our minds. They're going to continue to be there as tools that we can use one way or another. And that's what I'm looking to do with AI is how might this help me save time, help me do something that maybe I was already doing, but do it faster yep and or a little better so and, and, that i can focus serve. more on these things and serve right exactly more, right yeah R- right yeah. like there's a tool called a uh, vid video like with a y-o b-i-d-y-o i think video dot ai or something like that and you can put in a long form video and click one button and then it will present to you 10 different clips with text over those videos that the AI pulls out to that they believe is the most engaging that you can then post on social. So it does all that for you. You don't have to edit. You don't have to put the captions on. You don't have to even decide which parts of the video might be best. This it will ridiculous. select for wow. you. And if I can do that, cool. Yeah. Now I can share video clips on social media platforms, which I am not doing now because it takes too much time. I have, I have better ROI elsewhere. Yep. However, the ROI becomes apparent when this only takes two seconds to do. And if I can help reach more people on these platforms because of these videos, who I wouldn't have been able to reach otherwise because they're not going to watch my long-form videos or they're not going to listen to my long-form podcast, well, then great. Absolutely. And that's how I'm thinking about these tools. And when I come across a new tool, which it seems like every week we get a new one, yeah, right. I go, how would this help me or distract me? That's my filter. And if it is seemingly something that is helpful, I'll experiment with it for a couple days or, or a week just to give it a chance. And if I can obviously uh, see that it's going to you know, help out, then, you know, OK, cool. I'll, I'll continue paying the monthly fee. And if not, then I just, you know, ask for a refund. And uh, no, this isn't going to work for me anymore. And, uh, you know, that's it. So that, yeah, yeah, AI is interesting. But when it comes down to it, it's going to amplify the importance of the human to human connection, the P2P connection, as you've said. And this is why we at SPI are all in on community. 
you were ahead of the time a little bit with Upreneur. We're yep. catching up, but we're leaning into it. Our business is community now. Yep. Um, and so that's where and we're focusing. That's that's where we're at. It's a smart way to go. And I think honestly, it's it's you know I've used the term full circle half a dozen times in this conversation naturally because of the length of our friendship and our our varying you know adventures over the years or whatever but like i also feel i remember when you said for the first time serve first and i remember that and i remember yeah. those kind of maroony dark red t-shirts that you had made still um, have them yeah yeah and all that kind of stuff and but but i feel like community has always been your thing but now it's actually being amplified for those in the community and as a direct result because you're doing it in the right way you're financially rewarded from it as well it's a win-win for everybody right and that's the kind of marketing and business i love to do where it's a win for everybody and the tools have gotten easier for us to use to create community i mean circle wasn't around back when Upreneur started, right? Oh, I mean, God, Cir I wish it bloody was. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> the, but that, the, the money, but, the time, the energy, the effort. Yeah, I mean, you built that from building out scratch, that basically. Oh, man. Um, yeah. So Circle is what we use. I'm an advisor to Circle as well and to see where it's going and the thousands of communities that are, that are being hosted there and thriving there. I mean, it's not just mm -hmm. Circle as well. There's a lot of other networks that are great too. Mighty Networks is another one. But mm -hmm. again, just, just the case for... People are seeing the importance of this. And if you're not considering how might I bring my people together to find and meet each other, it's not just about you. It's about them finding each other. Then you're going to be left behind. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Well, dude, it's been great catching up. Uh, yeah, man. For not only the 30-odd minutes of recording, but the hour plus. There's that round of applause again. Thank you, everybody. I need to program that on my stream deck. Uh, or on my oh, dude, there's some fun things you could do with yeah. this. Give us a couple more. Go on. Is this working? Can you hear my voice? Oh, wow. You've actually changed your whole voice. What about, what about this? I don't even know which channel I put. How about this one? Hey, everybody. This is Alvin and the Chipmunks, right? Okay. Say, say my name in that Pocket voice. Chris Decker, number one podcaster in all of the UK. See, I love this. this is, hang on. How are you doing this? Is this the roadcaster? It's the Roadcaster Pro, yeah. And um, how are you doing that? But obviously, you've got buttons, right? But like, there's buttons. They're pre-built. You just, I just click wait, the button. Those and sound says, effects are built in. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Okay, clearly, I need to play around with it a little bit more. <laughs> that's that's too much. Hey, bro, what's going on? <laughs> All right. This is uh, what a great way to wrap up the show, everybody. Yeah. Um, Congratulations on episode 500, man. Thank you. I really much appreciate that. And um, yeah. And this is uh, this is this this was fun. I'm glad I did this. I'm glad I did it with you. There was no other way I would have done it. And so, uh, thank you, man. And you know what? You're continue to be an inspiration for myself for everybody else around you. So keep rocking out, Pat Flynn style. Thanks, it's the only way to do it. Appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. Okay, so for you guys tuning in, we will be back again very very soon after our already announced hiatus at the beginning of 2024. Uh, we're hitting the reset button a little bit on the show here for the next 500 episodes. And uh, moving forward, we're only going to be having conversations with folks that are in the process of building their personal brands, that have built successful personal brands, people just like you, 
quite frankly. And so I know you're going to love the content that we've got planned coming up. I've got a whole bunch of interviews planned for January and a couple of little surprises that have firmly got inserted up my sleeve. So a little bit of a break between now and roughly around the middle of March. But don't you worry, we will be back at you very, very soon. Until then, take good care and God bless. Thank you very much for tuning into this week's episode. I really appreciate it sincerely. You know, if you are interested in potentially working with me to be able to build your business in a smart, savvy manner that really does truly set you up for future-proofing yourself and obviously building a profitable business, I'd love to hear from you. So send me a direct message on Instagram at Chris Ducker with the word podcast and I'll know exactly where you've come from. And that for me is more important than anything else because if I don't know where you're coming from, I don't know how I'm going to be able to help you get to where you want to be. Thanks very much again for tuning in. I appreciate you. We'll see you again soon.